Well, good morning. Good to see you this morning. Good to be back in Florida. I know you have a couple of questions for me. Uh, one, how can you get these shoes? <laughs> right? I know. They're Canadian. Can't get them in the States. Um, second question, what took me so long to get down here? We're full of uh, snow and all those back in Canada, and um, I had another grandson get married in the last uh, couple of weeks, and um, my son Tony Jr. sent uh, sent him to uh, Bridal College, I mean Emmaus <laughs> Bible College, and Ethan, my second son that's, uh, that's um, married now, grandson, and my son, I know it's all confusing. They're all Tonys, so don't don't get into it. You'll be here all be here all day. He's Anthony Martin the fourth. Anyway, he comes home from Emmaus after his first year, and my son's looking at him like I looked at my son, and said, uh, "Okay, where is she?" And uh, I didn't have anybody. He said, "You're going back." So Ethan, uh, we call him Ethan, Anthony Ethan, and uh, he went back first day last year, met a girl from Nebraska, and the rest is history. <laughs> so we are a little bit delayed coming because of the wedding. We went to Des Moines, Iowa for the wedding, and, and we had a reception up in Sudbury uh, in Canada uh, for those who couldn't make it, uh, so we're a little bit late. Just to the ladies... Um, because I get all the fanfare when it comes to uh, writing books on nutrition and that. But Rosie wrote a book. Uh, uh, it's a cookbook. And uh, sold thousands of copies in Canada. Eat fat and get lean. So isn't that great for Thanksgiving? <laughs> and Rosie's the author of that book. So uh, tomorrow, ladies, if you get a chance, come out uh, and she'll tell you how to eat fat and get lean. And uh, I think you'll find it interesting. Okay, so, one verse, and then uh, we'll, we'll go into our topic this morning. This has been laid on my heart uh, just because of how it impacted me, uh, this passage of Scripture. And I pray this morning, and I have been praying, and I thank the elders here, by the way, for inviting me to speak and uh, for allowing me to uh, pontificate like I do. Uh, uh, you know, uh, about on the Word of God. But uh, Titus chapter 3 and verse uh, 8. I just want to read one verse. We're going to read several verses uh, as we go through this this morning. But I just, uh, I want you to see this like the Lord showed this to me uh, recently reading this passage. So Titus chapter 3 and uh, verse 8. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things. Here's Paul writing to Titus and reminding him of uh, what he talked about in Titus. And I think this is so appropriate for the time in which you and I live. So I just want you to focus in on this. This is this saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. 
these things are excellent and profitable for people. Title? How a Christian should live in a crazy world. And um, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, my whole life before I got saved was sports. Two sports. Baseball, hockey. Baseball, hockey. You don't want to be married to someone that devoted himself to playing and coaching at a high level in those two sports. Baseball, hockey. Baseball, hockey. And um, when God saved me, it was almost like he said, Tony, do you think you were really involved in sports? Now I'm going to get you to bring the gospel in the sports world. And I tell you, if you don't think there's a God, he brought me into almost every Major League Baseball dressing room and hockey dressing room and NFL football dressing room to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, Tony, you love sports? I'm going to show you what I'm going to do if you honor me. And bring the gospel to professional athletes. So I love sports. You know what my favorite sport has become now? Not hockey, baseball. It's politics. <laughs> I love American politics. Canadian stuff is boring. <laughs> it is. It's boring compared to you guys. Like, the day that, that the president gets uh, elected, 2016, they're always talking about 2018, the midterms, and, the, and 2020, the next uh, election coming. It's nothing but a sport. <laughs> right? And God, as I went through this passage, God spoke to my heart about this, about your new sport, Tony. Your new sport, and I want to curtail it because you're going to lose focus. And I just want to speak to you this morning on something I think we'd all agree with this morning. I don't think there'd be any exception to this. Can we all agree on this? We live in a crazy world. And uh, if you're a Christian here this morning, you're not happy about it. You're not happy about it. And you see agendas being pushed. You see uh, the government. You see politics. You see the media. You see education. And you see it all, man. Every It is pushing an agenda and it's anti-Christian. I think we'd all agree with that. But what is our responsibility when we live in a pagan society. And folks, if you think you live in a pagan society, you come north. You come to Canada. There are no restrictions on anything in Canada. There's none left. Zero. Not that we were ever a Christian country, 
But we sort of had some values and some morals and whatever. It's all out the window. There's nothing left in in Canada. Believe you me. Uh, when you know you guys, I've got some, you know, maybe a little bit more uh, moorings than we have, but we have none left. But I think we'd all agree we live in a crazy world. What's wrong is right, and what's right is wrong. True or false? That's the kind of world we live in. But what is our mission? And God had to speak to me personally about this. And this is what I want to bring to you this morning, if it fits for you. We can all agree. Number one, go to Titus chapter one. And um, Paul says uh, to um, Titus, Titus, I want to urge you and admonish you to start with this very thing in a pagan land. Crete, apparently, was like today. 100% secular and 100% um, pagan. People were getting saved. And... The Apostle Paul says to Titus, and this is very important, first thing, name leaders. That's what chapter one is all about. Naming leaders. This is so significant that, and it's not so much men based on their ability, Titus, it's based on their character. So Christian, I know I'm speaking to the choir a little bit, but you, your responsibility is to get under leadership that is godly and come into a local church and do not forsake the assembling of one another as is the custom of some, but encourage one another even more so as you see the day approaching. You see, Paul starts, what's your mission? Your mission, Christian, is to get into a local church. Why? For the protection and for encouragement and for provoking unto love and to good works. The elders are here to set up that uh, school so that you and I can go out into that crazy world in which we live. You start with leadership. And folks, there's no such thing as Wyatt Earp. You know what Wyatt Earp is in a Christian? The Lone Ranger. There's no such thing. It's not biblical. It's not true. And you're not meant to do this alone. You're to be in fellowship in a local assembly under the authority. And boy, they have a major uh, task under the leadership of men. Not so much by what they can do, but who they are. Who they are. People that are blameless, that cannot have any reproach against them. 
It starts there. It starts there. That's how you live in a crazy world. we got to come together and come out of the world and come in here and get taught and provoked. And it's up to the elders to make sure there's no false teaching. And that's all in Titus chapter 1. Don't worry about false teaching. The elders, they're going to take care of that. And make sure nobody gets to this pulpit with false teaching at all. They'll put a stop to it. That's their responsibility, and they're gonna, they're gonna answer for that. Number two. In chapter two, it talks about every individual in the assembly and their responsibility. And it's amazing. How do you live in a crazy world that we live in today? Look at chapter two. Uh, but as for you, speaking of Titus, teach what Accords with sound doctrine. And then it goes through a list. Old men, older women. Uh, younger women, younger men. And then employees. That's what it does. There's a list. It's a beautiful thing. Because it says, hey you, Christian, Tony, this is how you live in a crazy world. It all has to do with character. And, and you'll see it in here, uh, the, the, the wise. You'll see the wise in a minute. Let me just read a few things to you, okay? In, uh, older men. Moi. You've had two Frenchies in a row here, you know that, eh? <laughs> Louis Voyer, very good friend of mine. Uh, I knew Louis before he was saved. And he got saved in the 70s. You know why? His mother was a good patient of mine. And Louis and I know two Frenchmen, imagine that. Uh, wilder than donkeys. Uh, getting saved. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed them. My dear brother, um, in, in, from Canada. We're, we're crazy up there. Um, so, um, older men, sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, Sound in faith and love and, and, and steadiness, steadfastness. That's us old guys here. Okay? There's our responsibility. Older women, uh, don't be slanderous, reverent, uh, don't be a drinker, uh, or much. Uh, teach what is good. Uh, so older ladies, you need to be, here's your responsibility. You need to be teaching young women. And a lot of times, uh, young women will only listen, you know, because we get up here and uh, what do we know, guys, about women? Not much, you know. Uh, somebody said to me, I said this on the radio uh, one time, I shouldn't have said it, but um, somebody called in and uh, about hormones uh, for women and uh, I said, you know what, my, my wife said, what do you know about hormones? And I said, well, I live with you. <laughs> that makes me an expert. Anyway, I was in trouble for a week. I wish I, I wish I had never said that. Um, so, um, anyway, uh, so older women uh, are to take young women and uh, teach them a lot of times by example. But ladies, uh, you want to have uh, an older women doing that. Younger women, uh, it, it, it says, look. Um, 
teach them uh, to be good, train young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, submissive to their own husbands. Why? Here's a why. That the word of God may not be reviled. You see how the world watches, folks? Listen, listen to me. Sometimes we forget the world watches us. They watch us. They want to see reality. They want to see a home. They want to see, because the world out there is crazy. There's no more compass. There's no more morals. There's no, you know what? People uh, live together before they're married and you name it, they do it and, and everything is legal. But you know what? That doesn't make them any happier. So when God starts working on people, you have no idea. They're looking at you. That person different than me. They're not quite like me. I've watched before I was saved. It had a profound effect on me. A guy that was a a, a, a party animal like me. Uh, and uh, we used to go away together on conferences and party like you wouldn't believe. And he got saved. And I watched. And he held his wife's hand. He would have never done that. Just holding her hand. I just about passed out. I'm not kidding you. You have no idea. I said, "Ah, that's not me. That's not me. That spoke to me like you wouldn't believe, folks. Little things you have no idea. How people are watching you. And they want to see reality. That the Christian message is having an effect on you. Not that you profess to know God, Titus 1 and 16. And in works, deny Him. Meaning that your talk does not line up with your walk. Very important. So, young ladies, young men, doesn't say much about young men. You know what it does? Because it's so true. The Bible is so true. You know what it says about young men? Only one thing, self-control. Self-control, men, young men, old men. Take heed that he that thinketh he standeth, lest he fall. I tell you, Satan knows your weakness, Christian. And we're to be self-controlled and disciplined in every as and bring in every thought into captivity uh, to to uh, uh, to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Workers, workers, and a lot of women today. It's the way the world is. They got to go out and work. Well, we all got a responsibility. We go out into the marketplace. I was saying to Malcolm earlier, some of you have a small soapbox and some of us have a bigger one. People watch. They want to know what kind of worker you are. The Christian ought to be the best worker. I went in last night into Publix and a lady took care of me on a refund. And uh, I, you know what? In, in, you know what I, 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 I thought of? I said, if that girl was living in Sudbury, I said, you want to come work for me? 
I don't know if she was a Christian. I have no idea, whatever. All I know is, man, that girl uh, was customer service big time and busy and didn't matter. She she cared about my concern. And she made me feel like I just I felt like saying, man, I, you want to move to Canada? I'll hire you. I'd love to have you in my office. But I tell you, I have a lot of non-Christian uh, uh, people that work for me. But I insist on one thing. I said, you represent me in this office. And I expect you to reflect, even if you're not a Christian, you reflect some of my values with people. Because I got a large soapbox. And that's just the way it is with me. I have even a larger soapbox. People watch the way I operate every day. And you know what? God had to remind me of my mission. My mission is in politics. That's not my mission. My mission isn't to change this world. It would be like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. What good would that do? The world isn't, this is not our home. This is not our kingdom, Christian. We have to remember what kingdom we belong to. And and this is, when I get loud, it's because I'm speaking to me. I'm deaf in one ear. (laughs) I got it loud, Tony, loud. Talk to yourself because I'm trying, God's trying to get through with his word to me. The mission, your mission, Christian, is not to make the United States of America more Christian. It isn't your mission. It's not. This world, read the book. We know what's going to happen to it. And, and it tells us we, that in the latter days, we're living in the last days. It tells us what it's going to be like. That people will be lovers of themselves and lovers of pleasure and lovers of treasure and certainly not lovers of God. Why does that shock us? That the world is as crazy as it is. That people love the whales more than they love babies. Why does that shock us? This is the way it is, folks. (laughs) I remember seeing a commercial not long ago. Uh... Not a commercial. I saw it on YouTube, I think, of uh, Chris Rock. I didn't even know who he was, honestly. But he's a comedian. And uh, they were interviewing him. And uh, it was kind of funny. I I enjoyed it. Because they asked Chris Rock. um, They were talking about, uh, actually, I think Rosie and I saw this uh, in Las Vegas once. And we were down for a conference. Um, the tigers with these two guys and they're right on stage and I can't remember their names now it just escapes me but Chris Rock was talking about that Siegfried and Roy, Siegfried and Roy. I actually saw their thing in Vegas it, it was fascinating it really was but Chris Rock said well what happened is one of the guys got eaten by the tiger. Right? And so Chris Rock was just funny. He said, well, they said, you're not terrible. And, and Chris Rock said, well, the tiger was just being a tiger. He turned tiger. Because <laughs> that's what tigers do. And I said, yeah, that's what tigers do. And they eat people. 
you know? So, but folks, when you look at your next door neighbor, and you look at uh, the way people are in the world, you might work right beside them, or you live right beside them, or they're even in your family. They're only doing what unsaved people do. That's all. It's They got the, as Sam Dalton, the old uh, gospel preacher used to say, they got the can't help it. Because the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. They are spiritually discerned, meaning that they they don't get it. I didn't get it up till the time I got saved. I didn't get it. The cross, I had a cross around my neck as a kid all my life. I had a cross in every bedroom. I had a cross in every church I went into. I had a cross in every classroom I ever went to. And I never, never, never till 30 years old understood the cross. I didn't know what it meant. Honest to God. Paul said, I'm a blasphemer. He said, you know what he did? Paul wasn't just a blasphemer. Paul was a murderer. He brought, he brought people to their death. Christians. He said, you know what he did? He did it in ignorance. In ignorance. Folks, we need to see people like that. They don't... Look at... Read with me. Remind them. Look at Titus chapter 3. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one. You know what the word no one means in in Greek? No one. It's no one. So don't speak. Look, because my favorite sport, you see, was I was speaking evil of lots of people that I didn't like the way they talked or their what their views were and there's ask Rosie I would f- love uh debates I love watching them tell them give it to them mm. <laughs> Tony speak evil of no one Amen. speak evil of no one to avoid quarreling to be gentle and to show perfect courtesy towards another Greek word, all people. It was like, honest guys, it was like God slapped me in the face when I read this passage. And it's not like I never read it before. It was, it was meant for me. Tony, don't speak evil of any person. God, you mean not even Hillary Clinton? No, not even Hillary Clinton. You know? Pierre Elliott uh, Trudeau had supper at my house. And his son is the Prime Minister of Canada. He's so left-wing... That he makes your most left-wing person that you can think of, he's more left-wing. He's on steroids left-wing. 
Tony, don't speak evil of him. I didn't just, did I say anything evil about him? I just told you what his position was. <laughs> Tony, you love that man. He does not have what you have. And Paul goes, look what, look what he says. Look what he says. For we were once ourselves. Listen. Read. Just like them. Paul loves lists. Paul's got a lot of lists. If you go through it in the scriptures, I love his list. I always write them down. Every every time I get to them, I write down everything. And I go, gee, I, that's me in a lot of those things. Right? But he 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 uh, he, he loves, uh, like Romans chapter 1. Go unloving, unmerciful, unforgiving. The uns. Right? That's one list. And I'm missing out on some. But he, he said, those are what, those are what pagans are like. They're unloving, they're unmerciful, they're unforgiving. And once were some of you. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it's mostly about uh, the list that Paul mentions there is all sexual. I'm glad the kids are gone. It was all sexual because Corinth was Pembroke Pines and Hollywood, Florida. That's what Corinth was like. Is it, is it any worse than uh, what it is today? Probably not. But he said, uh, the adulterers, fornicators, homosexuals, or whatever he says to them, as we're, they were making up the church in Corinth. He said, you know what he said to them? As were some of you. Imagine. People were breaking bread with people that were sexually perverted up to the day they got saved. And then he has a list in Ephesians chapter 4 and Galatians uh, chapter 5. Lists of, 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 you know what folks? That's the way we were. So don't forget that. Don't be too hard on people. Because if you can't find out of maybe 30 characteristics in all those lists that I just mentioned, you can't find yourself in there, then you know what? You're being deceived. You're being deceived. You were once one of them. Dead in your trespasses and sins. I don't know if you can get any more than dead. Dead's dead. Oh God, I was always after God. No, you weren't. That's not your testimony. Oh, I always had a soft heart towards God. No, you didn't. You're a liar, liar, pants on fire. Because God chased you. You didn't chase God. God came after you. Because look what it says in uh, verse 5. Oh, verse 4. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing, regeneration, and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You know what, folks? God's plan, you were part of it, but you had nothing to do in organizing his plan. 
to save you. You know what folks feel sorry for the rest of the world? They can't see it. The eyes of the unbeliever are so blinded they cannot see the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. They can't see it. They're slaves. They think they're free. I'm free. I'm free. No, you're You know, I tell people to not say, you're not free. You're not free. You march to the beat uh, as that, as that, Gravity pulls people of the world into lockstep, folks. Listen, people today can't see it. They're blind. So just remember that when you look at people, maybe this week, maybe in your own family, Thanksgiving dinner or whatever it is, folks, you look at other people that don't think like you and don't See what you see, feel sorry for them. Oh God, give me a heart for people that I can love people that don't have the truth like Tony Martin has the truth. God, change my heart. I don't want them to be politically just like me. For what? For what? Christian, don't forget your mission. Come here because good doctrine will lead to good behavior. It's it's just the way it is, folks. Good doctrine, solid doctrine, the way it's taught here will lead you into holy living. That's why we come together, encouraging one another, provoking one another, so that you and I, let's not forget our mission, can go out there and adorn. This is what Titus uh, chapter 2 says, adorn our Savior, Jesus Christ. Folks, you represent him. Second Corinthians chapter 5 says that we're ambassadors for Christ. You represent the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So the next time you're in line at a bank or in a, a, a grocery store or at a fast food takeout place and you're not getting the service that you want, Adorning Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Rosie and I were at the airport the other morning coming here. And you know what? I, I said to Rosie, what a reminder, because I'm thinking of this. And you know, a lady comes up to me. Well, she's in back of the line there. And we're, oof, I'm telling you, Sudbury. You think that they're full of terrorists in Sudbury. <laughs> because you don't get frisked. In Tirana, in Chicago, or whatever, like you're going to get in Sudbury. A little wee town, and these little old ladies are going through, and it, it, look, there was a lineup. I said, we're going to miss the plane. 
we're going to miss the plane. I mean, they were, the security were, they, they're crazy. <laughs> but there's a lady and I'm, mmm, steam coming up both ears. Okay? So, I, I, I gotta talk to myself like Tony. No, actually it's Rosie talking to me. Because <laughs> Rosie's got the patience of Job. I've never seen anybody like this complete opposites attract that's unbelievable. Rosie has got, I mean it, she's so patient and with me, thank God. Anyway. Like steam's couple, we're gonna miss that plane. We're gonna miss that plane. And the lady comes up, Dr. Martin! She'd been watching me. And I had a sort of half smile, but I was more angry than smiling. And you know what? I could, I couldn't even, to be honest, I couldn't even remember. I, I, you know, she was just a patient that I had probably seen. I don't remember! But she was watching me! And I go, oh, God, thank you for Titus chapter 3 and all my mission. Don't forget. And I had to talk to myself and I was talking to myself. Oh, God. Why am I so like I? Because I was worried about missing the plane. Well, if you lived in Northern Ontario, you'd be worried about missing the plane coming to Florida too. Right? Anyway. Folks, don't forget your mission. Don't get all wrapped up in Paul. It can be fun, you know. It can be fun, but don't get all wrapped up and don't dislike people. And, you know, they might have the worst agenda to what they're pushing it. They got the can't help it. And I tell you, if you sat down with people, I have listened to this in my family. And what a test this is for me in my family. My sister's daughter is a lesbian. And my sister is a Christian. Her daughter's a lesbian. My other sister, my younger sister's son is a homosexual. My brother's um, granddaughter, so I would be her great uncle, is a lesbian. And you don't think that's not a test for me? That's a huge test for me because between my sister and I, we're the only ones saved in our family. And uh, what's my response? What's Uncle Tony's response to this? I do not accept their behavior at all, at all, at all, and not for a minute do I do it. But God has shown me to love those people. And that's our responsibility, Christian. That's our responsibility. It's going to get worse, so just understand that. As you leave here today, don't pray. Okay, you can pray. You can pray. You know, God, uh, keep the dam up for a little longer before it, like it comes apart at the seams. But our world is going to come apart at the seams. Just read about it. So just understand that. Okay. And you happen to live. God chose you to live exactly at this time. Maybe Christ comes back today. I don't know that. Looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The hope of the church for you and I. Because this is not our home. This is not our kingdom. Go out there, Christian, today with a new attitude. If you need an attitude change, maybe some of you have already understood all this. But for me, it was a wake-up call. So I'm, I'm encouraging you, brothers and sisters, loved ones here in Florida... To go out of here today and look at people differently perhaps than you have 
uh, ever looked at them before. Don't condemn them for their lifestyle. They're doing what tigers do with the unsaved. They're just going with the current of this world. That's all they're doing. They're following the trends and their minds are being deceived and they're just going to H-E double hockey stick in a handbasket. That's what's happening to this crazy world in which we live. And what is our responsibility? Titus chapter 1, 2, and 3. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you again for this day. Father, I thank you for these precious folks here today, Lord. Uh, Father, I know how much you love them, and I love them dearly too, Father. And I just pray, Father, that you would just bless our time today, Father. You've given me such a burden for people, God. And to look at them, Father, like I've never looked at them before. People without Christ, oh Father, thank you for reminding me from thy word. I was just like that. I was worse. God, give us a heart for people. Help us, oh Father, to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Father, to be uh, ambassadors. Father, adorning Christ, that they can see something in us that's different. And Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.